In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So at St. George, we celebrate about 200 weddings a year. And almost every single wedding, they choose the reading, the, the second reading from today's readings, right? The way of love, 1 Corinthians 13. But many will be surprised that that reading is not talking about romantic love. And this word love, what does it mean? We throw this word around a lot, right? But what does that word mean? What is the biblical meaning of the word love? See, in the English language, we have only one word to describe love. In the Greek, there were four, four types of love. The first one is eros, which describes romantic love. The English equivalent is like falling in love with somebody. That's eros. The second one, second type of love, is skorge, which is used when describing family love. This is the love you have for your parents. This is the love you have for your kids. The third one is filial love. And this describes the, found, the love found in strong relationships. This is the love that you have for your friends. Philia means love. Adolphos means brother. That's how we get Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. This is what it comes from. The fourth type of love is agape. Agape love. And agape love is described as selfless, unconditional love. This is the type of love God has for you. This is the type of love that St. Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians 13. The cool thing about St. Paul is that he describes what love is, right? He says love is patient, love is kind. Not only does he describe what it is, he describes what it's not. He says love is not jealous, it is not inflated, it's not rude, it does not seek its own interest. Then he goes on to explain this love and talks about how this agape love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This agape love never fails. And then he speaks about the three theological virtues, right? Of faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of them is love. What is love? If we look at the Gospels, let's see what they said about love, right? Matthew 22. Matthew 22. A guy approaches Jesus and asks him, which one is the greatest of the commandments? And Jesus boils it down to two. To love the Lord your God with all your might, all your mind, and all your heart. And to love your neighbor as yourself. He says all the law and the prophets are boiled down in these two commandments. Galatians 5.14 tells us to love your neighbor as yourself. John 13.34 says, I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. This is how they will know you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Okay, Abuna, I get it. My whole life we come to church and all you guys talk about is love. God loves me, God is love, and I do love. I love God, I love my family, I love my friends, I love everyone around me. That's not the type of love I'm talking about here. That's not agape love. That's not sacrificial love. Because it's easy to love God. Because he first loved you. Jesus talking to St. Catherine of Siena. This is in the book, The Dialogue. This is what he says. I ask you to love me with the same love with which I love you. But for me, you cannot do this. For I loved you without being loved. Whatever you love, you have for me, you owe me. So you love me not graciously, but out of duty. While I love you not out of duty, 
but graciously. He says, so you cannot give me the kind of love I ask of you. So how do we give this agape love? Jesus continues, he says, this is why I have put you among your neighbors, so that you can do for them what you cannot do for me. That is, love them without any concern for things and without looking for any profit for yourself. And whatever you do for them, I will consider done for me. We have the same sentiment in Matthew 25. When Jesus says, when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in jail, you came and visited me. And the apostles looked at him like, when were you hungry or thirsty or naked or in jail? And Jesus says, whatever you do to the least brothers or sisters of mine, you do for me. But it's not just about what we do, my brothers and sisters, but it's about how we do it. It's easy to give money to charity because it makes us feel good about ourselves. It's easy to help people when you know they're going to appreciate it. A lot of times our intention in helping people is to feel good about ourselves, to feel like we're Christians. That's not Christianity. That's not our faith. St. Paul says that if I have the faith to move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. This faith. That Jesus talks about, if, you, if you're so blessed to have that faith of a mustard seed, to tell a mountain to move from here to there, and it obeys you, and it moves. If you don't do it with love, you have done nothing. St. Paul says, if I give away everything I own, every single penny that you have, if you gave it all away and you handed your body over as a martyr, but, I, but you have not loved, you have accomplished nothing. Nothing should be done without love. Nothing should be done without that sacrificial agape love. To love perfectly. Because Jesus says, tells us to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. How, do we be, how are we to be perfect, right? The very next verse tells us that perfection is achieved when we love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Are we willing to love those who hate us? Are we willing to love those who persecute us? Are we willing to love those who don't want us to succeed? See, we're always willing to receive that agape love. But are we willing to get out of our comfort zone, comfort zone and give that same love to others? One of the most popular Bible verses, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. It's so popular because we're receiving the agape love from Jesus. Jesus emptying himself. But are we willing to do the same? See, that's John 3.16. In the first letter of John 3.16, this is what it says. The way we came to know love was that he laid down his life for us. So we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. We can't just accept that love, my brothers and sisters. We have to also give it. This is the Christian way. You see, when we think about love, we think of a warm, fuzzy feeling, right? Love is not a feeling. Love is not a verb. Or I'm sorry, love is a verb. Love is an action. To love is to sacrifice. Love should hurt sometimes. And it's sad that this message is not preached. It's sad that the word love is being manipulated by our world today. And that's what the enemy does. He twists words around to confuse us. I was watching this video on YouTube the other day, and this guy was talking about how the devil changes the word of sin to make sin adaptable 
to accept. So instead of changing our ways, we change the wording so it's no longer sin. And he goes on and lists a, a list of things of how they change the word. He says, instead of pedophilia, we'll call it minor attracted people. Instead of sexual exploitation, let's call it adult entertainment. Instead of adultery, we'll call it swinging and open marriages. And this has crept in into our own Chaldean community. Open marriage is a contradiction, my brothers and sisters. And marriage is a bond that cannot be open to anybody else outside of it. Instead of fornication, let's call it intimacy. Instead of gender mutilation, let's call it gender transitioning. Instead of baby killers, let's call them abortionists. Instead of lust, let's call it love. Instead of All Saints Day, let's call it the Day of the Dead, which gives us an excuse to desecrate the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple, the body that God has given you for the viewing pleasures of others. To feel good about ourselves. To feel loved. That's not what love is. And this is even crept in into the church where we have priests and bishops preaching this message. This love is love message. Where they are proudly praising, placing rainbow flags outside of Catholic churches. Shame on them. Shame on them for leading their sheep astray. That's not what love is. St. Paul says to rejoice in the truth. And I'm sorry if I'm hurting anybody's feelings today, but I'm not sorry to proclaim the truth of our faith. I'm not ashamed of the truth of the gospel because he was not ashamed to die for my sins. This is love, my brothers and sisters, to lay down your life for the one you love. To be another Jesus in this world that desperately needs it. Every single one of you in this church today is called to be Jesus in the world. St. Mother Teresa once said, how sad is it when someone comes to you looking for Jesus and all they see is you. Be the light of the world, my brothers and sisters. Proclaim the truth of our faith. Love in a sacrificial way. Love like Jesus did and your reward will be great in heaven. Amen?